1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Ruggy podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. No pause this week, Toby. Nah, nah, you don't have to do any editing today. No editing. This took a long time last week's podcast. For really? Editing, yeah. Why have to edit out your all your
2: <laughs> my voice? <laughs> <laughs> Auto tune. So hear myself. Auto tune my voice. <laughs>
1: Listen. If our supporters want to do something nice for us, and they have been, they've been sending in some emails to us, and it's yeah, been but Have fantastic. they been
2: rating us twenty out of twenty?
1: I don't think so. Well, so maybe not good this enough. week they need to be doing that. It's just, just not good Like, enough. subscribe, and do all those things. You yep. can find how to get hold of us on the comment section below or the description section below. But without further ado, or adieu, I always get this wrong. <laughs> Let's just say without any further, you know, comment, comment. <laughs> Let's go on to breaking news, Tobe. Yes.
2: So my first one, Tana Umanga currently coaching at the Blues. Yep. But he won't rule out coaching Ma, uh, um, Sorry, Moana
1: Pacifica. He won't rule out coaching Ma Nonu. A bit of a ta. So Moana Pacifica. I like how he sat on the fence on this, hasn't he? He's like, he's, I won't he's rule playing, out.
2: <laughs> he's playing up to the media, surely.
1: He's like, I won't rule out if they give me a job as head coach getting paid more. But if they don't, I'm really happy at the Blues. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but, I mean, it'd be good up there, I reckon. Good influence. Is he a good
1: coach? Yeah, I think he is a good coach. But he hasn't had the greatest success being the head coach of any... No I think he's, he did He's
2: not the head coach here Isn't
1: he No but he no. was Wasn't he He was the head coach Of the Blues He was And they moved him To the side To allow Liam McDonald But was to he
2: just in there To sort of He wasn't like a A long term
1: Oh he was Yeah Was he Yeah He did take the um, Mighty 10 Cup side And they did win Underneath him they I did, think They did yeah I mean he's got a lot of knowledge He's got a lot of respect But he was um, a bloody good player Bloody too. good player Yeah um, yeah, I think he'd be good. Yeah. I think whatever you do, you you do need, especially for the first, for the first few years, yeah. you need, uh, um, you know, Samoan, Tongan, Fiji and running that a show. A local boy. A local boy. And he's arguably, you know, well placed for that, isn't he? Yeah. Not too old. St- you know, got a bit of yeah. knowledge behind him. So good, good, good man for the job. Yes, I agree. I couldn't think of anyone better. You. Is what I'm trying to say. You. Yeah, I'm not very I <laughs> No, you're not, a, you're not much of a local I'm a, boy. I'm a big, I'm a big unit, <laughs> but no. Uh, right, my first one is Old Whitten, Jack Whitten, who's been playing for the Highlanders this yeah. year, is off to the New South Wales Waratahs. What's that all about? You know, I for the life of me, I can't work it out. He has been playing really good rugby for the Highlanders, so. You wouldn't imagine that his his Super Rugby contract would be going anywhere. He's currently playing for the Blues, uh, mighty Ten Cup side, right? You know he he has been mentioned as a possibility on that wider, you know, All Black circle, and he's off to really? the Waratahs. So it must be money, money, money. Could
2: he could he play
1: for Australia? Well, that is a question that that. I do not know the answer to, but it is something that made me think about it. You yeah. know, why would you go and do that? You know, you are playing for a team that looks pretty good on paper yeah. going into next year. I suppose, actually, to be fair, maybe the Waratahs look better on paper for him than the Highlanders. But you know, working with Tony Brown, you would have thought that yeah. would have floated his boat. Maybe with everything that's gone on of the Highlanders and Major getting binned. Maybe at that point, maybe he's a major kind of fan. and He's a major, major fan. fan. Of major. Oh,
2: village. <laughs> um, you didn't even mean to do no, that. No, I didn't, mate. It just rolls off the tongue.
1: Maybe that, you know, and then he was like, oh, well, I'm not going to stick around if they're going to treat people like that. I, we don't know, but it does. The interesting thing is, I, which I didn't realise, is he actually has played for the Brumbies before in oh, 2014. 2014 yeah. He's already been in Europe playing Leicester Tigers and Yorkshire Carnegie. So he's travelled around a bit. Yeah. Maybe it's just down to money. Maybe he's going to get paid more for the Waratahs. Short supply, they are definitely, second rows are getting paid a lot more than they used to. Yes. They used to be like the goalkeepers of football that literally get paid no money. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the strikers get paid all the money and then you get paid less and less the closer you get to the goal. But um, second rows are in short supply. So you should get a... A bit of a wad of money. Bit of a wad.
2: Uh, how losing the rugby championship messed with the All Blacks' head. Now, when they say losing, they mean losing the hosting rights.
1: Now, do you think there's any truth in this? They're pretty fragile, aren't they? If that's the case. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll put really <laughs> snowflake generation <a> rubbish excuse.
2: <laughs> the reporters are just writing stuff for the sake of it. Surely,
1: I think surely. to be honest, some of those players have young families, and I have heard Sam Kane talk about this a little bit more than I would have. And I, this sounds awful. It sounds awful that you know. It sounds awful that I'm criticizing guys yeah. for missing their families but what the reason why I'm I'm saying this is because over the corona period they spent a lot longer with their families yeah, than agree, they yeah. would normally so this is maybe a little bit of a payback for the New Zealand rugby union that needs them to go over there needs them to play because they need the money and as a professional sportsman you kind of do know what you're signing up
2: Well, yeah. You think about the the footballers in this country, as in England, you know, or even the cricketers, they're playing on Boxing Day.
1: Yeah, and they're quarantining for weeks in hotels before. I mean, if you're an island rugby player, you've been quarantining for literally two weeks before the competition started and quarantining throughout the whole Autumn Nations Cup just so you can play. You know, so I don't really think that the Kiwis have got a, leg to, stand a on. leg to stand on you know so yeah I understand it must be difficult when you've got a wife at home that's just had a baby I get all of that and I do agree but this is like exceptional circumstances
2: kind of thing you know it says here the end of a long year could become a bit of a drag a long year in the sense of not playing much rugby no a, a long year in the sense of Coronavirus, I think COVID nineteen. Yes,
1: yeah, and I think also you got to remember that those guys started playing in January, or actually, yeah, I think they started playing in January, and coronavirus kind of just stopped everything. So yeah. as a player, you didn't know how long you weren't going to play for. No, so you still true. had to keep yourself fit. Yeah, you still had to do all that training. Yeah, but
2: surely they'd want to do that.
1: <sighs> yes, but you know the uncertainty, and, and they're getting then, paid. Yeah, but... The, they and, weren't furloughed. <laughs> yeah, and well, don't talk about being furloughed, mate. But what I'm trying to say is that it's been a long process. Yeah. And they're only just finishing now. You know, it's, and... and Yeah, but they, have, know, they
2: haven't played much rugby.
1: They haven't played a lot of rugby, but they've still been... That's still in the back of their mind, they haven't, they haven't. I know they've had. You're a, trying to back them up. I now. am trying to trying back, back, them, back up them up a little bit. And but, you were just
2: slagging them off earlier. So let's move on.
1: Let's move on. My next one is and this is an unbelievable amount 44 South Africans set to join the Premiership yeah. this next season. So there's already a heck of a lot of them. You looked at one team, didn't you?
2: So sail Shark have 11 South, South African, African players. players yeah. And there's one guy. Who's just turned up? He's six foot ten. From South Africa. From South Africa. So he's two hundred and fourteen centimeters or something like that. That's huge.
1: Do you think It's huge? Do you think and then the the, the the breaking news goes on to say it's not good for South African rugby. But but when I'm watching super rugby unlocked there's still absolute quality available for the South Africans, and they can choose from overseas. So, you know, really, it might actually end up making them even stronger.
2: Yeah, but if they've only got a couple of weeks to train together.
1: You've got to remember that next season, the Super Rugby teams, South Africans, will be playing in Europe as well. So they're playing in the Pro 14. So they're all over there anyway.
2: Yeah, no, but they're not playing in the same team.
1: They're not playing in the same team. So when the South
2: African team comes together, they've only got two or three weeks to become an amazing international squad, which I'm sure they will be, but it's not as good as if you had a bit longer.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah. But
2: again, you could potentially say that about anyone, you know, the five super rugby teams.
1: You could definitely say that about, you know, the – Pacific nations, they yeah. get no time together. No. They're literally like barbarians. They all turn up from all around the world to play in handful of matches in a year. It's, it's interesting though, you know, I tried to look into how many New Zealanders are playing. It can't be far away from, from 44 either, can it? You know, in the premiership, there's, there's, there's loads of New Zealanders floating around. So the interesting figure here is, is that only seventy percent of players playing in the Premiership are English qualified players. So, thirty percent are non-English. Wow! Well, so, if that's that number if that number dropped down another ten percent, yeah, you know, you could imagine that English rugby would would potentially have a depth issue. Which, you know, at the moment they definitely don't have. No, they don't. No, you're right over to you big fella
2: the all blacks with their argentinian tribute so obviously you know you 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 should know uh diego maradona passed away um if you don't know then you've been living under a rock uh but on saturday the all blacks put number 10 t-shirt before they played the hucker on halfway
1: t-shirt mate or proper jumper
2: well, it was a rugby T-shirt, <laughs> they say that. Rugby shirt down on halfway as a tribute um, to Diego. And the Argentinians said they were very touched by it. And
1: a I think mean, the rugby
2: there's a, it's fraternity.
1: Almost, uh, it's, it's quite interesting, this story, because basically what's happened is with the Matera thing that you're going to go on to in a minute, I don't think the Argentinians felt that the rugby players paid enough tribute to him. And maybe a little of that's because the All Blacks, you know, got their their jumper out with the name on it and they put it down and the Argentinians didn't do anything. Or well, that's how it's being perceived. Right. Cause, so it's like the best present on Christmas Day. You know, do you know what I mean? Like when, when that person comes out with the best one, all the other presents lose rubbish. Because <laughs> New Zealand have done it before. Yes, they the did. The Maori
2: All Blacks did it with… Uh,
1: Foley. An Irish player. Leinster?
2: No. Munster. Oh,
1: they Munster. They Munster. were playing
2: Munster and they they put the the, the rugby shirt down. Uh, so it's something similar and, you know, we've seen it before. Um, but I thought it was a good touch.
1: Oh, there was a great touch. Yeah. Sam Kane looked awkward doing it, didn't he? He's an awkward
2: guy, though. <laughs> yes, and then an after the game, Guy looked awful, didn't he? Blood streaming down his face. I think he looked great. He looked like a proper rugby player. He did
1: look like. You know who reminded me of how many times did Richie McCall yeah. finish a game with blood on his face? It's like, yes, that's what a captain I've should look a, like. I've done a job. <laughs> yeah. I put my head in dark places today. Yeah. Yes, mate. Now, world rugby. World rugby. Back at it again, eh? Back at it again. And, and and I know that you, the listeners, can't see, but Bernard Lepore there, he is just a dodgy guy, isn't he? He is one dodgy man. The article goes on to say, secret ballot thrown out as World Rugby shakes up a Rugby World Cup bidding process. So, mate, this is how it works, okay? If you want to host the Rugby World Cup in previous years... It's all about a bit of money here, a bit of money there, you know. A bit of money everywhere. A bit of money everywhere. You get people, there were secret votes, so there's the normal vote that everyone yeah. knows, and then there's the secret vote.
2: So the money vote.
1: The money vote where people can, you know, not actually mention who they're voting for, and all of a sudden, South Africa and Ireland lose out, and France win. <laughs> And basically, World Rugby's gone and said, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to guarantee, and this is the interesting thing for me, is we're going to guarantee for the next two Rugby World Cups, it's going to be a fair voting system. Just, but for, after, the, but just after, for the next yeah, two. Yeah, that's, that's the bit I love. Just for the next two. And if that doesn't work and we don't get what we want, what we want we'll go back to the secret vote. We'll go vote back
2: again. for the money.
1: It's this the Old Boys Network, isn't it? Old Boys Network. Who's got the biggest cash? Yeah. So it looks like Australia is going to get the next uh, one at the 2027. 20, and America are tipped for 2031. And let's be honest.
2: That's a long way away.
1: It's a long way away. But how good would it be for it to be in America? Yeah. Yeah. When will the Pacific Islands host? Never. They won't, will they? No. Never. It'd be great though, wouldn't it? Imagine going to that World Cup. How cool would that be? I'd be be going in my Speedos. (laughs) Every game in the Speedos. So yeah, so World Rugby yet again show their dodgy hand and even, even when they try and make it right, they'll only make it right for the next two. (laughs) I tell you what, we've just been
2: bagging World Rugby but I'm going to big them up again here.
1: Oh, here we go, yeah.
2: So um, the Women's Rugby World Cup uh, is expanding to 16 teams in 2025. So at the moment, uh, they're on 12 teams. So that's a four extra if you're doing your maths.
1: Yeah, good, mate.
2: Did you like that? Yeah, mate. Oh, cool,
1: cool. Cool. Do you know what? For you, I'm impressed.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm surprised I got it right, though. <laughs> so uh, they've expanded... To four more teams um, Next World Cup Which is fantastic So It's not So at the moment <clears throat> uh, They go straight from pool play To semi-finals Yes Then to final Yeah But now they've got to add in that extra game
1: That quarterfinal, mate
2: To the quarter-final Which You know Is that going to be hard on them? Is it Is it not? Is it just another game for them?
1: You might have a real massive mismatch in that quarterfinal. You That'll could, be the yeah. only thing, won't it? You know, sixteen teams quarterfinals. It's really like you know, you're in the top half, you're in, and potentially if you're what well, you're first, you I'm guessing you'd be playing a fourth place well, team. It'll be
2: sixteen divided into still three. You reckon, or would they go? They can't go for. They've got to go four. Exactly. Four groups of four. Top four two groups go of through. Four, yeah,
1: top two go through. Ugh. So, you know, you're potentially going to
2: get a few whoopings. Well, yeah. or you could get a couple of upsets.
1: You could. Although
2: it would be, what well, you know, it would be England, France, New Zealand.
1: I mean, how could. I mean, I watched the England-France game and that was yeah. a great game. You know, France yeah. looked we're like they were f- going to win it. It's class. And. You'd say that you know New Zealand are in there, the Australian ladies aren't bad, pretty good English girls are very very, very good, good. Yeah. and it French. traditionally is it traditionally is battle between New Zealand and England, yeah. but you know there are the others that are coming up,
2: so I think that's what the thing they're giving the opportunity for more lower level teams to then come up and
1: you know have it have a crack absolutely and you know maybe we could look at the men's game and actually start taking a little bit from the women's game, yeah. which is if you invest in it, then, you know. Th- it'll pay you back. That'll, it'll pay you back. The last story I've got is the professional rugby is poison to the Pacific Islands. And this is about the documentary that was done, which is uh, Oceans Apart. I, I mean, highly recommend anyone. I think it's Prime, Prime Video. It uh, might be Netflix, but sorry, <laughs> I think it's Prime Video. Mate. It's Amazon Prime. It's Amazon Prime. Oh, and they look at the reasons <laughs> <be Netflix>. why. <laughs> they look at the reasons why Pacific Islands rugby has struggled, and and basically what they're saying is that once the professional games come in, all of these countries new zealand to a certain extent but england um may the main one they talk about is england sort of island wales that type of thing all the big private schools yeah they basically take the kids quite young and take advantage of them and once they do that the money they get paid to play for like a samoa or a Fiji or a Tonga is so small and so poor that it's not worth them doing it so because of that it kills off the national teams yeah and they're trying to come up with ways that you know you can rebalance those scales how are they going to do that though it's not easy eh? there's, no. there's no easy answer but one way that they have spoken about doing it is they never host these, these you know the, the islands never host England, you know, the last team to go was New Zealand playing in Samoa. Yes. And Samoa made a £1 million loss hosting New Zealand. Really? £1 million loss, yeah. Wow. So basically, a lot of money the too. idea is is that when Samoa or Fiji or Tonga go and play these bigger tier one nations, they could get 10% of the gate takings which would make a huge difference back home to so playing their players.
2: You know, and the thing at the moment with Fiji not being able to play, that must be <clears throat> difficult. You know, they they must be losing, well, they're losing out on money there, aren't oh, they're they? they're losing out on huge money, yeah.
1: yeah. Do you know, Um. so we, we mentioned, didn't we, like, it's £25,000 for an English player to yes. play for England. Guess how much the Samoans were getting paid to play for Samoa against England in a sold-out Twickenham. I don't
2: know. 80 pounds. Eighty pounds.
1: Eighty pounds. Eighty pounds. Eighty pounds. Eighty pounds. You know, it's just a joke, eh? Hey? I mean, that really
2: twenty-five thousand. Just... That's why. That's why a lot of countries now can't compete with the likes of England.
1: I don't think any country can compete with England for their match fees no. they pay. And and I, I you know...
2: But even player-wise now, because they're getting paid so much, there's so much competition and they've just got so much backing. You know, they've got the the best facilities everywhere. They've got the best coaches. They've got... Maybe maybe not the best coaches because Teddy Eddie's not. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've got everything... At their doorstep.
1: Yeah. I mean... You could
2: say that about a lot of international countries, but I'd love to know how much the All Blacks get paid each game.
1: I would say, I'd go further to say professional rugby is poisoning all non-European players. So, you know, Argentina. It's going to be really difficult for Argentina moving forward. It's going to be difficult for New Zealand. It's going to be difficult for Australia. It's already become too difficult for South Africa and they're joining the party. They're lucky they can
2: Yes, I agree.
1: Um, You know, that's part of the reason why um, America can't really... They can't compete, can they? They can't compete either. So then you look and go, well, does it mean the future of rugby is Europe? Is it going to be always now Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England... South Africa France. because they've joined at France. And basically that's it. Because unless New Zealand changes its way they select players, you can see in the in the future years, it's not that they won't be able to compete, but they won't be able to win No, moving forward because they won't have access to all the best players that they could do.
2: Yeah, but also, you know, you're, you're making so much more money over there. So a lot of New Zealanders will... Especially as a young age, they'll bugger off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, especially if the All Blacks, like you said last week, last week, sorry, don't become the benchmark and they're just another international team.
1: If the sponsors don't recognise them as the best team in the world anymore, then they're not going to plough in the same money, are no. they?
2: And that means they revenue ain't. will go down, Huge. money.
1: This is like the start of it, I mean, you know, people talk about the Pacific Islands. This is the start of it. You know, th- this should be a massive warning shot to everyone else. Yeah, but it won't be. Not part of the Six Nations. It won't be, though.
2: It's a warning shot. Well, it's not a warning shot. It is a shot through the heart for these Pacific Island teams.
1: Yeah. But, but unless World Rugby and unless rugby as a whole, you know, actually do something to look after rugby as a whole, then this is just the start of the rich getting richer and everyone else getting poorer. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about player drain. Yeah. you know player drain. You've got the last and it's the biggest story of all, isn't it? Really? Yeah, so this
2: has just come out, hasn't it? So Pablo Matera has lost his camp- captaincy. It's been stripped off him and two others have been stood down over historic... Social media posts.
1: I really don't like this story.
2: So we're not going to go through the posts and what they were about. But they're ancient, aren't they? What was it? 2000, 2011 to 2013. A few posts came out. And the backlash. Today I've been charged of what I said nine years ago. So that's what he's recently just come out and said. Nine years ago, he
1: does. I take guess if you
2: murder someone, cold case, twenty years goes past, then you get done for it. Is it
1: something similar? Yeah, but I'm wondering why it wasn't brought up at the time. Maybe it was because he wasn't famous back then. Was he just starting out on his on his rugby career? Maybe he was a nobody at the time.
2: Well, maybe, yeah.
1: But you know he did make some, by all accounts, some you know they were bad, some bad comments, yes. and and he's got to pay for those bad comments, and he has taken it on the chin. He but has. I just don't like how you can go back at any point and pick out anything from someone's past. Because let's
2: be honest, so he's currently twenty seven, nine years ago. You do the math.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know he's young, young whippersnapper, right? eh? So he's 18. eighteen years old, and do you know what? So he's still a, he's still a child. When I was eighteen, I did some pretty stupid things, don't, but I don't, didn't have. Do not
2: get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I
1: did, you doubled it, son. But I didn't have Twitter. No, there Instagram, was no social
2: media or anything. You had mate. What? The
1: computer didn't even exist did when I was eighteen.
2: Pencil and paper.
1: <laughs> Mate, I went through the Pencil whole of textbook without a calculator. <laughs> they didn't even exist, mate. No wonder you're not very good with your hands. <laughs> so, all I've got to say is, I think there needs to be some level of, you know, everyone is an idiot at 18. Yes. They don't think they're idiots. No. And, of course, none of the kids we teach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they are definitely idiots.
1: <laughs> what we're trying to say is, you don't make the best decisions. No, eighteen. No, and younger. so some
2: people have obviously sort of dug deep into his past. When he was twelve, he said the f word. Yeah, but yeah. again, you know, like a true champion, he's taken it on the chin.
1: And what a chin he has!
2: Big chin, and you know, what have they got? A
1: suspension? Three three games suspension or something? He's had his captaincy taken off, hasn't he? And he's not gonna play, I which is think, a real shame.
2: And there's two other players, so the three of them are gonna miss gonna miss that final game against against Australia, which again, is it the right punishment? Is it not? Who knows? But that's just what's what's been happened or what's been happened what's what's happened to them. So yeah, time will tell.
1: Mate, anyway, let's go and review or look over the yes. results from the weekend. So let's. first up, New Zealand final, the Hawks Bay, Northland. So to to get up to the premiership, we had a great result for Hawks Bay, 36-24. And it never really looked in doubt. Seven the all Hawks, half time as well. Hawks Bay were class, eh? And are class. You know, when I watched that game, I thought, whoa, they could have beaten. Yeah. They could have beaten Tasman or Auckland in that other final.
2: Which was didn't look very good.
1: No, it was a tight one that one. It was
2: more of a a clash of the Titans almost, yeah. wasn't it?
1: It was Tasman Tasman played very, very smart rugby to win that game by one point. So Tasman won the premiership by thirteen points to twelve, nicking it away from Auckland at home. Wasn't a great game, wasn't a great spectacle. But Fair play to Tasman. We both didn't think they could do it, and they did it.
2: Yeah, um, Ireland beat Georgia twenty three ten, twenty seven at half ta- twenty to seven at half time, three all in the second half. Wow. Um, Can I just pause there? N-
1: you, um, no, we, we are, sorry. We're going to talk over that, aren't we? We're going to talk over that. You go, go move on. Uh,
2: France versus Italy thirty six five. Wales lost to England 24 13 and Scotland uh, smashed Fiji again 28 0. one on you know the Scots? What?
1: How unlucky have Fiji been? Mm. Every week they get beaten by exactly the same amount. <laughs> you know, what was everyone, the score at halftime? Everyone <laughs> thinks Fiji played this expansive try scoring <laughs> game. They haven't scored Can't a point. Can't score a
2: point. Uh, and then New Zealand versus uh, Argentina. 38 nil. So, I guess Argentina are a bit like Fiji in that aspect.
1: Can't score points. Over to the Curry Cup. Yes. First round of the Curry Cup. The Western <laughs> Province, or better known as the Stormers, uh, 20 points to 22. So, the Bulls won that one. Uh, the- no, the Griquas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Griquas, another narrow loss. And look at the score at half time, mate. Yeah. 17-20, uh, the Lions win that one. And it was 17-13 at half time, And I got excited and I thought the Crickwires are going to do it. And then they didn't. And <laughs> then the Sharks absolutely smashed the Pumas 45-10. And what I would say, mate, is all the rugby over the weekend was a little bit of a let
2: down. Yeah, a bit lacklustre, let- wasn't so it? So what
1: caught your eye, though, Tobes? So what caught my eye...
2: Um, in the Argentinian game. It was one of the centers, no, it was one of the wings, down the sideline, little grubber through, and how did he pick that ball up? It was just a great pickup.
1: Oh, it was a great, great pickup. pickup. Wasn't, I remember oh, at the time I was like, yeah. oh, that's a good <laughs> yeah. pickup. It was, you know, when Bowden Barrett a few years ago, he just ran, I think he was playing the British and Irish lines. And in the middle of the game, one kick goes back. He just like went down, picked it up, and everyone went, "Oh, it was just like that." Yeah, it was one of these. He's running back, you know, ball just on made his it boot, look so like, easy. Made it look so easy. It's like Sanchez kicking eh? oh,
2: a. Oh, Bit like me on Sunday, it was
1: yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, that was a very very. And actually, the what was interesting about that game was game one. Argentina hardly made a mistake. Oh, God. Game two, Argentina hardly caught the ball. (laughs) Apart from that one. And he was amazing. (laughs) Loads of knock-ons and loads of of problems. Do you know what caught my eye?
2: Uh, I don't, but you're going to tell me, hopefully. I I am, yeah.
1: Good. You know, you mentioned that Eddie Jones has been talking to Liverpool. And we were both scratching our heads, wondering what on earth could Eddie Jones learn from Liverpool? Well, I realise now after watching the games on the weekend, all they did was blim and kick the ball all day. <laughs> so he's like, right, you know, Liverpool, how do you kick the ball? Yeah. And I want to tell all my players because England literally, oh, hello, um, <laughs> their game plan is to not play any rugby in their half. Yeah. Kick the ball down to whoever they're playing. They don't care who they're playing. And we will just bully the opposition. And it unfortunately works, which is just not good for world rugby. (laughs) Boring. Because you talk about the benchmark. England are becoming the benchmark. Kicking. No. People are starting to copy the way that England play. And that's the fear. You know, everyone tried to copy the All Blacks, didn't they? You know, the All Blacks would do something and everyone would, oh, we'll we'll try and copy that. Well, no one's doing that anymore. Mm. And what they're doing is they're looking at other countries and they're saying, what can we take? People are starting to take from England. Now, if England are kicking the ball down, guess what other countries are going to start doing?
2: Kick the ball down.
1: Kick the ball down and just play from there. So, Mm. not good. Not good. But, you know, oh... Oh, it just doesn't sit well with me. I love to see the ball being chucked around and I fear for international rugby that it's just going to become a kick fest because it is. Most games I'm seeing at the moment are kick fests. Awful.
2: No one likes that. Over to you, mate. Um, Wales game.
1: Yeah. Dan
2: Bigger. Taken oh, in the air. Yes. Was he taken in the air or did he land? So the referee said, oh yeah, he's landed on him. Are you joking? Got nothing and it led to a try.
1: Yeah, so so for those that didn't watch this game, Dan Bigger goes up, like another box kick from
2: <laughs> another kick. Another from box
1: kick from England. Dan Bigger goes up, takes the ball high, and he to be fair, he lands on under under Underhill. Under Hill. He lands on him tackling him. <laughs> <laughs> lands on his shoulder lands <laughs> on his shoulder with Underhill wrapping his arms around him and the ruck happens the ball gets turned over England go and score do
2: Wales and throw their arms
1: up yes and- Dan Bigger of course throws his arms up like Dan Bigger does and the the third official goes in the ear of the French referee and he says you've got um, you've got a tackle in the ear and the French guy goes, "No, I don't." He landed on top of him. And when the when it was scored, you know, it was just it was just awful. They were all, if I just I just think that French referees oh, God, are They awful, need to go. Are awful, and that was a good example, and that wasn't the only example. What's the rule, mate, about passing the ball backwards or forwards? What's if the you, rule?
2: If you pass it backwards, it's okay. If you pass it forwards, not okay. Can't okay, do that. But.
1: What's the actual rule? So, as the ball leaves your hand. As the ball
2: leaves the hand, if it goes forwards, if the motion is backwards, if the hands
1: are backwards, it's deemed not. So, it comes out of the hands backwards. Yes. Even if the ball goes forwards, it's still okay. Yeah, correct. Two passes in that game, both called forward because the ball went forward. Rather than the ball coming out of the hand. So, what is the rule? I, I honestly, I'm, I'm sitting here now after watching those games and say, they make this stuff up. One week it is, has the ball gone, like there's a straight line, has the ball gone behind that line or is it out of the hands? Which one is it? Because I have no idea after watching the games on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was. Definitely. I, I've got the referee, poor call, French referee's poor call. Um, I've put here New Zealand only won because Argentina make 10 changes.
2: And I've gone, I disagree. Because the the All Blacks also made a lot of changes.
1: The thing that annoyed me, though, was we have not been very good, okay? We haven't been very good, have we? No, we haven't been ourselves. We haven't been ourselves. We go to this game, Argentina make 10 changes and their scrum is absolutely oh, their scrum terrible gets done over, yeah. and their lineout was yeah absolute terrible now if you take that game and you make the scrums competitive and the lineouts competitive you may have had a different result because new zealand at half time had a very slender lead 10-0 yeah with all the ball it Did, almost uh, got Argentina to the tina
2: look like scoring
1: no but but wait for this. I'm waiting. <laughs> if Argent, if New Zealand knocked the ball on, yes, Argentina didn't even have didn't even have guaranteed ball from a scrum. No, true. So I mean, that's like if you don't win your own scrum ball, then you're never going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. So to go into halftime only ten so points. Why down, do you think
2: they made ten changes?
1: I just think that they. They've got to make, the long game, they're playing the long game. I think they really wanted to focus on that Australian the last Australian match, and I didn't think they could don't I don't think they felt they could beat New Zealand and Again. Australia well, they if didn't. they played the same team, got you both times. I got you,
2: yeah, yeah, fair enough, but I still disagree
1: i just I just don't like how people are starting to say New Zealand are back. Because I didn't see that on Unfortunately,
2: s- on it was our last game. Yeah. F- well, for us as viewers, f- fortunately for the All Blacks, they finished on, a, on a, high. a very high score. You know, it would have been good to see a couple more games from the All Blacks just to see if the pundits were so, right.
1: So let me ask this question now to okay. you. If the All Blacks didn't play... Argentina on Saturday, but they had played South Africa, England, or France. How many of those games, or how many of those teams, would you feel them comfortable in winning?
2: Well, you, you're never comfortable, are you? <laughs> Especially against Ireland, I think we would have won. Yep.
1: No, I didn't say Ireland, oh, did mate.
2: Who would you say? South <laughs> Africa, England, England,
1: France, and South Africa.
2: I think we would have beaten all three.
1: You reckon we would have beaten all yep. three. We didn't yep. we couldn't beat Argentina. We couldn't beat Australia.
2: Australia couldn't beat Argentina.
1: And you're saying to me that you'd feel comfortable that Argentina, we're gonna roll over England.
2: Argentina would have beaten England in that game.
1: In the game that they played yep. us. To be fair, they were very, very good. Yeah, and they I'm were. I'm gonna say that they would have struggled beating any um, you know, anyone playing them. But yeah. I think with England's team and England's brutality. I think
2: at the moment you're bigging up England loads.
1: I am bigging up England loads, yeah. I am.
2: Because at the moment the only other team in Europe that's decent is France.
1: There is truth to that statement, yeah. There is truth to that statement.
2: Wales are very lacklustre even though they put up a decent fight. Yeah. Scotland to Scotland. Italy are Italy. (laughs) And Ireland at the moment aren't themselves either.
1: No, you, you you make a good point, mate. You do make a good point, I have to say. Anyway, moving on. But I wouldn't feel confident. That's all I've got to say. I, I would've been I would have been like in previous times New Zealand have gone to Twickenham and I've been, Oh, we'll we'll win. We'll win. And very rarely have they ever lost, right?
2: Well, England has still only beaten us like seven times.
1: Yeah. But I wouldn't feel like that now. I'd be, like, behind the sofa. I'd almost have to, like, not, not watch, watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for all the text yeah. messages to come in from everyone. Over to you anyway, mate.
2: I've done mine. You've done yours? Yeah, I only had a few.
1: I've got loads more. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've already mentioned, well, I thought Wales put up a good fight. And um,
2: Oh, I do have one. The... Um the Georgian try oh, in the island yeah. match.
1: yeah, what a try. Oh, Talk about the island match. What about the island kit? It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. In fact, over the weekend, I, I, I watched the, the French-Italy Italy match. Italy scored this awesome try, but because they're wearing blue, I think it's the French. Oh, no. <laughs> so France are wearing white. In Italy wearing black, like dark blue. Oh,
2: Italy were at home.
1: I don't. I, I don't actually know. I think they were away. Well, I tell you
2: what. How about we scroll up? Because if their names <laughs> first, <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, France. Well, they're on top. Well, yes, so they won. Um, they were at home, but
1: Ireland's kit, absolutely revolting, and I reckon they just wore that baby spew. They literally wore that so they could sell some away jerseys because you know, no one's been buying them for good reason. Someone must have, oh, They'll be giving horrible. it away to charities. They were, they were.
2: <laughs> um, I do have another one. New <laughs> no, Zealand's- please don't. You said you didn't have any New Zealand's last try. Great team try. Patrick Tuplotu goes through a whopping hole and scores a fantastic little run. You know, he runs, what, 20-odd 20, 20 metres?
1: Yeah, I mean... Untouched. Do you feel, after watching the game, that the back line worked well? Or do you feel, after watching the game, that there needs to be a change Yes,
2: there? yes, I agree. Uh, there needs to be a change. I reckon Rico needs to start. Geordie Barrett.
1: Needs to, needs, sit and, to, needs to sit in the stands. <laughs>
2: needs to be... Hold the oranges. You
1: uh, <laughs> know. <laughs> we, we, we can go into that maybe on another week. And, yeah. and I think the, one of the listeners' questions is actually to pick our All Blacks team for the future. Right. So we can talk about that. But I, I would say, and this is a good example of that, Hawks Bay have class in the midfields. So and Lots of depth for both New Zealand and South Africa after watching... And there's a guy I've never heard of for Hawke's Center, Foamy. And, mate, he was awesome. Was he good? And I'm like, actually, Anton Leonard-Brown, your position's not safe, mate. No. We've got these guys who I think need a go. But Fozzie is, he is obviously like, you know, if you've been in his team, he's so loyal. And that's kind of good. But. You've got to start putting out big performances, and I'm a big Anton Leonard, Leonard Brown fan. Yes, I like off him off the bench, not so much starting.
2: Would he be good off the bench?
1: I think so. He changes the game a little bit, you know.
2: Different kind of player. Who would you have starting? I'd have Rico. Rico would. Who would I'd you have, have at twelve?
1: I would. I'd invest. What about Lamar? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd invest uh, a little bit in Lamarpe and Rico. But I probably. Lamarpe didn't even. Did he get a game? No, I don't think Lamarpe's been right, has he? Ever since his injury. His arm. Yeah, so I think they just.
2: I mean, I did see him uh, lift 170 kilograms. So he's still in good bench press. So I think the arm's
1: working. (laughs) It definitely is working, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting because I don't think Fozzie likes him. You know, if he. You think about, you know, how many times has Lamarpe put it on out there for Wellington? And he's never really been given a run in the All But for more than like a match or two. Yeah. And people will argue he hasn't played that well, but. He hasn't had the time to progress. Yeah, absolutely. Over to listeners' questions. Do you want to do the first one?
2: Hang on, I need to zoom in. (sighs) Hi guys, love the pod. This is from Jack. Where's Jack from?
1: Don't know. Don't know.
2: Jack, we're gonna say you're from Timbuktu Oh, oh. Christmas
1: <laughs> Island. Okay. Christmas Island. Yeah, I knew. I knew, like I knew a guy that was lived in Christmas Island. Really? Yeah, he got all the presents, mate.
2: Oh, <laughs> what! I would walk <laughs> straight into it. That was dreadful.
1: Yeah, I know a guy that, that was went to Easter Island as well. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's right fat. I eh? had all the. I had, had all, all the, the eggs.
2: Oh, he had the fridge in his room. Um, if kicking wins games, then should the All Blacks sacrifice some flair players for some solid kicking players to drive them around the pitch? For example, England currently have a back line stacked with kickers to put them in the right parts of the pitch. And again, that's from Jack from Christmas Island who gets all the presents.
1: I would say, Jack wash your mouth out with soap. How revolting. (laughs) Kicking in rugby. I know that all blacks kick a lot. They do kick a lot. They kicked a lot on Saturday. They did, yeah. Lots of chips over. But this is my point. New Zealand must come up with a way that they can play attractive rugby and use what they know is going to happen. They know England. They know Ireland. They know all these teams are going to kick to them and say, brilliant, kick to us, and we are going to... We've come up with a game plan that's yeah. gonna make that strength of yours into a weakness. So I'm gonna say to you, Jack, no, we need to innovate our game.
2: I agree. I think I kind of agree with him on the basis that we need a very good kicker in the Goal team kicker. for for penalties and conversions, yeah. but I'm not sure we need to we need more flair.
1: We do. We need a lot more flair. Because
2: at the moment, we don't have that much. And the flair players that we do have in the squad, Siviris, George Bridge, Rico Ioane, Damon, Damon McKenzie. That's, They're not getting a That's sniff. four or five players who aren't Yeah, so you've in got
1: Aaron Smith, good box kicker. Yeah. M- Richie Mawanga, good open field kicker. Yeah. Um, Bowden Barrett, good open field yeah. kicker. Geordie Barrett, yeah, got a could, toe, got, got a, a toe. huge toe. Um, admittedly, then the mid, your midfield doesn't have much, no. But you know that's pretty impressive, just those lots. So, I I kind of think we we are co- we kind of copying others, yeah. At the moment, you know the All Blacks were the last team to move to this real press defence. For ages, they didn't have it, but we you know, I kind of think right. Let's sit down. Let's think about who we need to select to take a, the strength of all these other countries and basically shove it back in their face and say, yeah. Brilliant, kick to us. Kick, because we're going to run out. We're going to run out from our own 50 and we're going to make you pay. We're going to love it. And
2: that's what New Zealand have been good at. Yeah. You know, playing from anywhere and maintaining that ball and scoring.
1: Yeah. And that's what we need to get. Back to yes, because at the moment it's not what Find we're at. ways and methods that we can still do that. Because I'm always a big believer. If you know, I it, have faith. If you, you know, don't have if faith, if you know a team's going to do something, then brilliant. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. Rather than be worried about it. Yeah. Use it to your advantage. Next question, friend of the podcast Oliver Mantle. If you could change three laws in world rugby, what would they be and why? <laughs> I love you. I love your first one. <laughs> No French referees is my <laughs> first one. Make the pitch bigger. And I've gone and put here 40-20s you 20-40s. If you
2: make, well, it's a 40-20. 40-20, 20-40, they're both no. the same thing, mate. No. Yeah? No, you can only kick from 40. Come on, mate. If
1: you're it's in t- rugby
2: league. Now if we're turning 20, to rugby league. If you're in your 20, you kicked your 40. Yeah, but we're rugby league. Why don't you just go play rugby league?
1: Because I don't like rugby league. But I'm going to explain the reason why I'm going to do this. I'm
2: going to pick this apart a little bit. Make the pitch bigger. Yes. It'll change the game of 15s rugby.
1: I just think that the pitch size has been the size that it is, which is great when when we were were amateur and the players were smaller and didn't go to the gym and weren't as quick. And now it's too small.
2: Or go watch sevens.
1: No, I don't want to watch sevens. I want to watch fifteens just on a bigger pitch, and there's a bit more space, and that means that you know the the this this line of defence wouldn't be would you'd, be more space. You'll find
2: America will become very very good at that game because they'll get track sprinters in and do what they did in sevens.
1: I'm not I'm not wanting it like an extra double the width or well, something. How how. How? I reckon an extra went, ten meters. Oh my gosh, that's a lot more I reckon than I thought. Like that, <laughs> that's a lot more than I thought. I you reckon honest. that most stadiums could easily be converted for an extra ten meters. That's my point. I don't think Twickenham will be able to rip out a few seats. They've got a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Don't be greedy, Twickenham. That's all I'm going to say. So no French referees. I think we all yeah, agree on I agree. that. Yes, make the pitch bigger. I understand that you're not a big fan of that. Okay, but I'll, I'll be interested to see what you can but okay the last one I'm going to tell you the reason why we don't like kicking in rugby or too much kicking in rugby right and now I'm saying give it a rule where, you kick, where you're kick. We encouraging teams to kick it the reason but why do kick it more
2: to try and no, get it no just wait it.
1: though what will happen to if if there's a 40-20 or a 20-40 whatever you want to say what will happen to the defending team what will they have to do
2: Well, they will have to drop back They'll have to drop, but they drop back they three, drop back anyway. No.
1: Argentina the other day had, well, they had no fourteen one. men, flat line, one fullback. Ireland, fourteen men, one fullback. One fullback roams and covers the whole lot. If it's a forty twenty, they can't do that anymore. They have to drop they have to drop players back and they have to drop them significantly back.
2: I still think there'll be loads more kicking.
1: I, I agree, but I would say that it would encourage people to look up. But then and even realise. The but even and in, the, pass. in the
2: attacking line, some people will drop back. A knock on, bang, forty twenty or twenty forty. That'd be, 20, that'd be 40. entertaining
1: though. That'd be entertaining kicking rather than just box kick, box kick, box, box kick, box, box kick. kicking
2: will still happen. Field position. the potential of a handling error you're
1: ruining ruining my rule (laughs) changes what what would you like to see changed
2: (laughs) I I don't know I don't know England go away
1: (laughs) international Um,
2: rugby uh, I would like actually and I've spoken about this previously is time to be stopped when there's a scrum
1: they have mentioned that in the second half this is something they might be doing why the second half because most, it's a bit like NFL. Why not the first half? So NFL, pretty much first half. You know, just the clock just runs. Um, Is that because most, it becomes closer? Yeah, most people wouldn't want a time waste because there's not a clear winner yet. True. Type thing. Okay. I but there, as it gets into the second half, you know, if you're winning by five, yeah, then potentially you go, oh, let's just shut up shop and, you know, do all these things.
2: But I think because there's a lot of time sometimes wasted, especially. You know, not necessarily time wasting, but resets, moving because the pitch is ripped up, scrum's gone down, reset, and you're just like, oh, come on. And then five minutes sometimes goes past and you're like, well, that's five minutes. I'm not going to get back.
1: I think it was that, was it the Wales-France game a few years ago and it literally went on for like 10, 15 minutes of scrums Yeah. at the end of the game. It was awful, wasn't it? It was awful. So I I, I kind of agree with that we have spoken about you know give um a challenge to the captains uh, and, and yeah. make the referees make all the calls and the only time that anyone can go up to the to the third official would be a captain's challenge. I I like that. It would speed up the game massively. It would, but but it, it would also make three. it interesting. It would make it interesting. You yeah,
2: no, I've held him up. Yeah, oh, yeah you didn't uh, though. You didn't hold him up. Even
1: foul play, because then then the the captains could have this, could have this like. No, thing. I think foul could, play still needs no, to no, be No, this, up. Right. no, no. Wait, wait for this, right? That's bad. No, that's right. bad. Bottom of the ruck. The, <laughs> the captains could say, "Listen, shall we agree next five minutes we're not going to go up top."
2: Elbows everywhere. <laughs> no, I, I still i I agree with you on try scoring. Yeah, forward passes, Four passes, that sort of thing. But
1: not I, a not a ruck to the face. You, no, you draw I'm, the line, ag- and a ruck uh, to
2: the face. I, I'm against ruck to the face.
1: No, I agree with you, mate. I'm a, I was only slightly well, just pulling <laughs> So,
2: mate, my question to you: Yes, if you were to go back and play now, which position would you most want to play, and why?
1: Okay, I would if I okay. So if, if I wanted to genuinely make it as a player, knowing what I'm like, I like to eat. <laughs> I'm about six foot one. I'd go prop because no. I could have what I wanted to have. You're I get paid a lot of money. Not big enough. Maybe I could easily put on a lot of timber.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's bad timber. That
1: bad timber. Okay, yeah, maybe you're right. I think I'd still play in the Maybe? Senators. I think I'd still play in the centres I'd still play at 12 I think When I first started playing I was playing on the wing I definitely wouldn't do that again I'd play at 12 You know it's a great position And I think you get a best of everything You get a bit of handling A bit of bosh A bit of tackling It's a great position to play But I'm not good enough for 10 But you know If you were good enough What a position to play That would be Do you reckon? Oh yeah The glory boy Absolute glory boy (laughs) You know, you can dip in, dip out, can't you? Do what you, you want, really. Do you cover them, do you know what I mean? I'd be like that Lollasio. But you You're also get to score points. Yeah, you know, you rack it up. Yeah, kicking. Kicking, kicking. Penalties. Yeah. Oh. What about yourself?
2: I would probably go th- outside centre, so 13 or, Mate, up, or half us together.
1: 12 to 13. I, I
2: wouldn't, you get, wouldn't the get the ball. You wouldn't get the ball. No, you uh, or I'd go nine. Yeah, you'd be a good, and man. I'd just, I'd just skip you, past you the whole time. You,
1: no, you'd be a good nine because <laughs> n- 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 <laughs> <Talk> n- <laughs> you just talk rubbish ever. Right, my one to you, mate. Should New Zealand write off the next year and start again with new players and coaches to ensure that they're ready to win the World Cup, or do you feel keeping things steady and consistent like they are doing? will pay dividends in the future?
2: I think they need a little bit of both.
1: Oh, you can't, mate. You can't do that.
2: Well, I I just did.
1: What do you mean a little bit of both? So
2: I think they need to get rid of some players. Sam Whitelock. I know you agree with that.
1: I like Sam Whitelock, but I can't see him making the next World Cup, so I agree.
2: So people like that, you know, are they going to be as good as they are now in three years' time? Now, I know that's quite... A hard question to answer because a lot of people might not be as good. But are they gonna be quality players? Sam Whitelock, he's on a hundred and how many tests? Twenty five. Hundred and twenty five.
1: I gonna chuck someone in there <coughs> then. Would you get then root of Dane Coles? You got a mo He's you class, got a Miller, though. though, don't you? You yeah, got a in the background. This is your point. You've got Sam Whitelock, who's
2: the best now. He's not the best, though, is he?
1: Well, he is, isn't he? He is kind of just hanging in there. That's my point.
2: Dane Coles is not just hanging in there, though. No, he's
1: not. But is he going to make the next World Cup and be as good as he is right now? Well, there you go,
2: yeah. Maybe he won't. Will Richie Mwanga, Will Bowden Barrett, are they going to be as good as they are now? Aaron
1: Smith. Well, I think you can safely say Aaron Smith will be, and I think you can safely yeah, Billy, say... will though? I'm absolutely positive he will be, yeah. It's not far away, is it, in reality? But for someone like Sam Whitelock, it's a lot further away than yeah. it is for Richie Mwanga. Where's Brody Retallick, by the way? He's just... He's still injured. Well, he's, in, he's in Japan, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He had a sabbatical in Japan. Oh, yeah, that's right. So what about coaches? Do they make the chop?
2: Yes, they need to chop him. They should have chopped him last week.
1: Do you reckon they should have <laughs> after the Argentinian game? You chop, son. We'll get someone else in for the last game. You know, the imagine.
2: But in all seriousness, imagine if this sort of thing had happened in football in a Premier League team,
1: he would have been gone. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I mean, it's not the same because I don't want. They it to play the same two either. or three times a week, and it's it's a lot more cutthroat.
1: Do you know, my prediction is this, and I probably have said it every week. This has just prolonged the inevitable now. So he's going to play next season, and at the end of next season, he's going to get biffed off. And then the All Blacks aren't going to have long enough to get their act together to be ready for the next World Cup. And I think they would still make a semi, um, which is one of the questions we're going to look at next week. But they're not going to win it. And I think to for us to to have a genuine chance of winning
2: Cut our losses now. We need
1: to cut our losses now and, and look to the World Cup. Would now. you get
2: rid of a load of players?
1: I wouldn't get rid of a load of players, but I definitely would reshuffle a number of them and I would definitely get in some new blood. And I have to agree with yeah. you, someone like Sam Whitelock would have to go and I might keep him would in the keep, squad. Would you but I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be I think the way that rugby's going you almost would you need keep to them sacrifice there for, for your experience
2: second, and.
1: No, yeah, I'd keep them in the squad. Yeah, that's for what that. I mean in the squad, yeah. But I would be looking at Patrick and um, Barrett because they, are, they could both play as six and seven and eight. And I think you need as many poachers as you can possibly get yeah. in your team the way that rugby's going at the moment. Anyway, should we go do one more listener's question before yeah, we can, move on you to want. the end? We've got so many. Yeah, why are we and, doing so many? Well, we've got so many and we're backing them up a little bit and they're all really good questions. So if your question doesn't get answered today, it will hopefully be answered in the next Maybe we could do like podcast. a listener's corner. We could do, yeah. Question corner. So hello guys. By far, this is my favourite rugby pod. Oh gosh. I look forward to it each week. <laughs> it must be the only one he's found. <laughs> uh, for the bants, breaking news and quizzes. Uh, not that we're doing a quiz this week. Uh, did you know Super Rugby Pod? Oh yeah, so we're we're being rated number six on the Bogs Feed spot. How that. dare they put us this far? I actually oh, I thought listened. It was quite good. No, I listened to the the ones that were better than us. I'm not sure why we're six. That's all <laughs> I, say. I have two questions for you. Um, who's the equivalent Bell, Bill Balachek in rugby? And is Damien still a vegan? If so, uh, has he relapsed on anything? So,
2: Bill Belichick, if anyone doesn't know, uh, was the Patriots, or still is the still is the Patriots coach, yeah, uh, in the NFL. Mm. Who is? uh, Oh gosh,
1: you'd probably say. Graham Henry was. I was going to say Graham Henry, yeah. Graham Henry was, but he's not currently coaching. And you maybe have to say Eddie. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. He's been around for a long time. And he's done well. Success has gone wherever he's gone.
2: But Bill Belichick has stayed with the same club. Same club, yeah. And no one that I can think of has stayed with the same club.
1: No. Scotty Robinson is probably like the new version. The young Bill Belichick, isn't he? And I'm not a vegan anymore. I never was really a vegan. You wow, just, you I, was just, were. I was playing it's with the idea that, for a while, and then I realized... After I'd, that
2: program, you're like, oh, it's the next best thing. It's really <laughs> good for my arteries. Cholesterol's really low. And then next week, you get a bloody big steak. <laughs>
1: So I watched yes, that, he has relapsed. <laughs> I watched that Game Changers movie. Yeah. And I was like, came away from there going, Dad a- said, <laughs> I'm not, eating, <laughs> I'm not eating meat again. And to be fair, I've cut down on my meat con- consumption because it's better for the planet. I do believe in that. Um, but it's just so expensive trying to be vegan. Yeah. And a bit boring.
2: <laughs> a bit bland.
1: <laughs> no, it's not bland. I think you've just got to pay loads of money to replace the taste. Now, I know vegans out there are going to disagree with me, but as a kind but of that's rookie, just your... rookie vegan who gave it a bit of a go for a while and has dropped down at his meat consumption significantly, I would say, by I love chicken. Um, you know, I definitely just found it too expensive to try and do it long term, Week in, week out. Yeah, day in, day out. Oh, so. Yeah. All right, mate. So um, we're going to finish off the show. I just wanted to talk really quickly. Today's one is going to be a coaching corner from me. I want to talk very, very quickly about why I feel New Zealand attack isn't very good anymore. And the reason for this is because it's one line of attack. We're talking about fullback is in a double pivot. There's no depth in attack and there's one layer. You've got your forwards pod, maybe sometimes two layers, right? Now, if you want to look at a good attacking systems, you look at England and Ireland. Or both those teams have layers of attack. So you've got the forwards pod, you've got 10, 12, 13, but then you've got 15, 11, and 14 dropping back that further. So you can see when they're playing they're, they've got these extra layers, and the defence don't know which layer it's going to go to. The only problem with England and Ireland's attack is it's pre planned. So, if New Zealand it's not off the cuff, if New Zealand could layer up their attack and pre plan first and second phase and then play what they see, it would be amazing. And that's what I'm hoping to see in the future. Whereas if England can play what they see, I worry for everyone else because they have these strike runs, strike plays. Are you getting
2: paid by the English rugby union? Well,
1: I should be, hey. You've got some be.
2: brown stuff on the end of your
1: nose, bud. And Australia's quite interesting. Australia, Australia traditionally, do quite a good job at both. But anyway. I'm looking for that. So when you watch them on the weekend, watch New Zealand, you'll those, notice those three layers. You'll notice that one layer, or at best two. Whereas you watch England uh, an Ireland, especially, and they've got those three layers, which makes them so difficult to defend against. God. And I'm finished, mate. Coaching,
2: masterclass.
1: I'm master done. Damo, did I did I do it quickly?
2: Rambled or do
1: it slowly? <laughs> did you die a slow and painful death? <laughs>
2: was it sharp right mate
1: always a pleasure never a chore oh so that's it we're done that's it that's it we're done that's it it is always a pleasure yeah and always a chore
2: <laughs> especially looking at your face the whole time
1: but no thank you for uh, yes. listening to the podcast and we would highly like for highly you like we would we appreciate would really if like. you could yeah. share uh, your joy of the Subscribe. podcast with some others as well
2: Right. Anyway,
1: see you later. Until next time. Bye-bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?